uh, alluded to, uh, uh, Pastor Rick Caldwell is uh, away uh, caring for his wife and her family as um, uh, Karen's mom, excuse me, father passed away uh, yesterday. So please continue to keep uh, them in, in your prayers. We, we are here um, uh, approaching Easter. And uh, my wife, Becky, uh, she's not here this morning. She's at home, our, our little girl that was a little under the weather. Uh, but Becky, uh, my wife, grew up in um, a Presbyterian church and in the Presbyterian tradition. And so a part of, of that tradition, and in some other churches too, is uh, the, the discipline of the uh, habit of Lent. And the idea that during the, the 40 days leading up to Easter, a person gives up something to help uh, him or her focus on Easter as it's coming closer. And so even though my wife is now a member of here, Concord Baptist Church, she's, she's Baptist, and obviously as Baptists, as, as a church here, we have nothing against that tradition or practice. It's just nothing, it's something that we haven't uh, emphasized as much. Uh, but even though my wife is now uh, part of this tradition, um, she has continued the habit of of Lent and, and giving up something the 40 days leading up uh, to Easter. And so uh, my wife is very spiritual, but what people don't realize is her being spiritual actually punishes uh, me. Because you see, what my uh, wife uh, tends to do is during the period of Lent, she decides to give up chocolate. And that's a very spiritual thing for her to do. I, I acknowledge that. But the problem is, is we have a habit of every evening uh, eating dessert together. And, and my wife is the one who goes to the grocery store, and she's the one who buys that dessert. So therefore, because my wife is being very spiritual, and she's voluntarily giving up chocolate, I, as a result, have to involuntarily <laughs> give up uh, chocolate because of her being so, so spiritual. So uh, I'm not as good at focusing as maybe I, I should be during this period of, of Lent. But this is an important period as we build up to, to Easter. And uh, for the past several weeks, our pastor, Rick Caldwell, and also Eric Brown, who shared with us a couple weeks ago, have been leading us through a series, um, focusing on the week, uh, the last week of Jesus' earthly ministry, uh, the, the week of him entering Jerusalem and then leading us towards Calvary at the end of the week. And particularly, the series has been focused on the teaching of Jesus during that week. And so what I'd like for us to do this morning is, is keeping with that uh, focus of the last week of Jesus' earthly ministry, is to look at the people who were there in Jerusalem that last week, that week leading up to Calvary, and, and, and seeing if, if they were ready for what was about to come, and then for us to, to think, are we ready for this great event that's coming up in several weeks, uh, Easter? So, so who were some of the people there in, in Jerusalem uh, that week leading up to Calvary? Well, there were uh, a lot of individuals, uh, we, we know, who had come to Jerusalem to participate in the Feast of Unleavened Bread, or also Passover. So there were a lot of pilgrims, Jews from different areas who were coming into Jerusalem to partake in, in this great festival, this week-long uh, festival. And so, so why did they do that? Why were they coming to Jerusalem? Well, one, for, for Israelite men, it was commanded of them. If you go to Deuteronomy, uh, we, we find that, that uh, men are commanded to uh, take part in three of the festivals, 
prescribed by God, one of them being the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And so you had uh, some men who were coming to Jerusalem at the time uh, to, in order to be obedient to God in that command uh, to, to take part in this festival. But I believe also you had with these men, you had the, the, their families and others who wanted to join them and, and take part in this festival. We're reminded of this in Jesus' life. If you remember in, um, in the Gospel of Luke, we're told when Jesus was a young man, uh, he went to Jerusalem for this very reason. In chapter 2 of the Gospel of Luke, verse 41, it says, Every year his, meaning Jesus' parents, went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Verse 42, when he was 12 years old, they went to the feast according to the custom. And so here you see families traveling uh, to Jerusalem in order to worship God, to be obedient, um, and to do what they felt like they needed to do to honor um, their God. You, you see, the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread and Passover uh, was a festival given to the Israelites by God to help them remember God's great work in Israel's history. It, it was a reminder of how God brought the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt in a miraculous deliverance. And then we have the, the Passover uh, um, element of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, which reminded the Israelites that uh, when in Egypt they were instructed to, to uh, kill the Passover lamb and to take that blood and to put it over their doorpost so the angel would pass over their house during the plague uh, of the death of the firstborn. It, that, that reminded them how God saved lives during that time period. And so I believe here in Jerusalem, this week le leading up to Israel, that there were many people who had a sincere desire to worship God, uh, to, to honor uh, God, to be obedient to God, and to do what they needed to do to, to show that. And so even though these people had come to Jerusalem to honor and worship God, the question is even for them, were they ready for what was coming at the end of the week? How about you and me? What does it look like for us these weeks leading up uh, to Egypt? For, for those of us here today, obviously we put an emphasis on being in church this Sunday morning. And for many of us, that's a priority for us. We, we feel that that's what God's calling us to do, to be part of, obviously, a church body and to be um, um, in church as much as possible. Uh, we may, as we lead up to Easter, take part in other church activities, helping with children's ministry or being part of a Bible study. Maybe one thing we, we do leading up to Easter is, is as we're driving down the road, going to the grocery store or Walmart, we, we turn the radio to a Christian channel and, and find encouragement from, from Christian music. Or, or maybe during these weeks we have developed a habit in the morning while we're drinking our coffee of reading a devotional, reminding us of God's Word and what His Word is, is, is teaching us. And, and so I think for, for many of us, these weeks leading up to Easter, uh, we're trying to be obedient to God. We're trying to obey Him, do what would please Him. We have an earnest desire to worship God for what He's done throughout history and what He's doing in our own lives. And so that's our desire these weeks leading up to Easter, to honor God but still, there's a question for you and me as we do that. Are we ready? Are we ready for what uh, Easter represents as it comes closer? Who else was in Jerusalem that week leading up to Calvary? Well, I believe that there were many people there just doing their job, working. Remember, of course, Jerusalem is a functional city. And even though there was a great crowd coming in to it this particular week, 
obviously there were many things that had to be done. Uh, there, there were people there who were probably helping provide lod lodging for those that were coming in to stay. There were people selling food and um, for not only the visitors, but for those that occupied um, um, the Jerusalem at all times. There were some doing things they shouldn't be doing. Remember, Jesus overturned the table of the money changers and those selling doves, those that were trying to extort uh, money from the uh, worshipers. And so Jesus spoke to them. But many, I believe, were just trying to earn an, an honest living there in Jerusalem that week. I think also you had the, the Roman officials and authorities. You, you had these individuals who were Roman citizens who were given the job or the task uh, to help society function, to help the area be governed. And then th think about the, the Roman soldiers. Here were men who were walking the streets of, of Jerusalem that, that week. A and my guess is as many of those men as they walked the streets probably didn't concern themselves much with uh, the religion of the Jews that they were walking by. Probably many of them didn't worry too much about the politics of the day and the dynamics between Pontius Pilate and the Sanhedrin and the high priest. Instead, many of those men were probably just punching the clock. This was their job. This was the way they supported themselves and their family. This is the way they put food on the table, and so they were just doing their job. So who do we have in Jerusalem that week leading to Calvary? We have many who were just doing their job. They were focusing on that. And the question is for those doing their job that week, were they ready for what was about to take place? Have it for you and me. Uh, what do we find ourselves, many of us, uh, doing these weeks leading up to Easter? Uh, for many of us, we're doing a job. Uh, we're going in 8 to 5 or whatever your hours may be. We're punching the clock, um, doing what our employer uh, desires us to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. Paul exhorts Christians to, uh, to be productive, um, to earn that they keep. And, and so often that becomes our focus. What we can sometimes do is we set aside 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, is the time just to focus on work, and then we'll, we'll give God Sunday, and, or maybe uh, uh, the weekday mornings too, before we get to work. But our focus during the time we're at work is on work. Uh, we, we, we may be there trying to, to, to achieve success, to, to climb, the, climb the corporate ladder, whatever we may be doing. Or, or maybe we just we, we come to work and we put our nose to the grindstone um, and hope not to be noticed, but to be able to clock those hours so we can get the paycheck every two weeks. And so for many of us, these weeks leading up to Easter, uh, what are we doing? Uh, we're doing a job focusing on, on that. The question for us as we do our work each day is are we ready for this great event we call Easter coming up several weeks from now? What else were people doing there in Jerusalem, Jerusalem that week before Calvary? Well, many people were just dealing with whatever stage of life they were in at the time. I'm sure there were some young um, Jewish men who were in class learning to be rabbis, and so their focus was on um, being the best they could to, uh, to graduate and to go into that profession. There were probably uh, also young men and, and women who, who were looking around Jerusalem and, and seeing these people coming in, hoping maybe they'll find um, a significant other, a, a mate, someone to marry among this, this big crowd of, of people. There were probably young couples there in Jerusalem who were trying to figure out uh, what, it's, uh, what to do as a parent. 
maybe having a newborn or having a, a, a teenager and, and just focusing on that stage of life they're in, uh, taking care of these children. Uh, maybe there were some um, uh, others in Jerusalem um, who had gotten past that stage and now had grandchildren and, and were focusing on what does it look like to be a grandparent to these uh, young children running around the streets of Jerusalem. There may have been some in Jerusalem in the stage of life where they've lost a significant other and they're trying to figure out what does life look like now or how do I take care of myself. There, there, there are probably some who are thinking, who's going to take care of me at the end of my life? There were these different stages of life I believe people found themselves in. Uh, very similar to what I believe Jesus uh, spoke of in, in Luke chapter 17. Um, when he, in, in verse 26, spoke of the days of Noah. He said, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planning and building. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Jesus is also addressing in these, those verses the, uh, when Christ comes back. But nonetheless, this idea of individuals just uh, living life, just w focusing on whatever stage they're in in life um, at that time. And the question is, for those people in Jerusalem who are just focusing on that whatever stage of life they were in, were they ready for the end of the week and what happened then? H how about you and me? What is our focus these weeks? Is our focus uh, whatever stage of life we find ourselves in? Is the stage of life we're in now is a student? And so our focus is, is getting through the semester so we can move forward to the next grade. Or maybe we're thinking of the next educational opportunity, whether it's high school or, or, or college. And so that's our focus right now is this stage of life we find ourselves in. Or, or maybe you're a young man or woman, and you're even looking around in this room today thinking, is there someone in this room that maybe I'll end up marrying? And so that's your focus, that idea of getting married and starting a, a family. Or, or, or maybe your focus is that stage of life when you're raising kids and you're a parent and navigating uh, all of that. Or maybe there's some in this room who are at the stage of life where they have an empty nest. And, and so they're trying to figure out, what does that look like, not having my kids at home and transitioning to this new role? Or, or maybe the stage of life we find ourselves in is that uh, of new grandparents. And as exciting as that is, trying to navigate, how do we not give too much advice to our kids, but also be involved and, and help them. Or, or maybe the stage of life our focus is on now is retirement. Trying to think, do I need to move to somewhere close to, to be close to family? How do I take care of my health? Things of that nature. Uh, so often these weeks leading up to to Easter, our focus can be whatever stage of life we're in. Uh, Becky and I have, have three kids, and we've gotten to this stage uh, that many of our peers had, had prepared us for. Because you see, up until um, recently, our family schedule was pretty much dictated on what Becky and I wanted to do, and, and the kids would, would come along. We have found ourselves transitioning to our schedule being based on whatever the kids want to do, as they want to do sports and, and go to birthday parties and things of that nature. And therefore, Becky and I have to figure out how we accommodate that and transport them. That's the focus. That's the stage of life we find ourselves in. And so the question is, as we focus on the stage of life 
that we're in, are we ready? Are we ready for Easter and what it means? Well, as we think about are we ready, if we're ready, I want to put some names and, and faces uh, to these, um, those people in, in Jerusalem that week leading up to Calvary. You, you see, there was a man named Simon there that week leading up to Calvary in Jerusalem. And, and, and more than likely, uh, he was a devout Jew. He came from an area near Africa, and so he had traveled a distance to get to Jerusalem that week. More likely, he, he was there not only to, to be obedient to God's law, to, to take part in this festival, but also in a desire to worship and honor God and, and, and to acknowledge what God, God has done for his people Israel and for himself. And so here's this man, Simon, trying to do the right thing, worshiping God, when all of a sudden, a Roman soldier comes up to him and grabs him out of the crowd and pushes him on the road and puts a cross on his back. We read about this in Matthew 27, verse 32. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. That was the cross of Jesus. So here was this devout man uh, leading up to Calvary who was just trying to worship God. But was he ready to carry Jesus Christ's cross? Have it you and me. We're, we're, doing, we're in church, we're, we're reading our Bible, we're doing the things we know we need to be doing. But even with that, are we ready to carry our Lord's cross? Uh, Jesus uh, tells us this in, in, um, in, in Matthew 16. We read in Matthew 16 and it reminds us. It says in verse 24, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. Are we ready to carry Christ's cross just as, G, uh, just as Simon did that week of Calvary? Who else do we have there uh, that week leading up to Calvary? Well, we have a Roman soldier. We don't know his name. But we can guess maybe that that Friday of the week leading up to Calvary, he went into work. He punched in as he always did. And he was given an assignment, uh, an assignment that he probably uh, didn't enjoy doing, but nonetheless, this was his job, this is what he had to do, and that was to carry out some executions. And so he went about his task, and he did what he had to do, just hoping to make his living and send some food, uh, money and food back, back home. But as he is doing his job, just trying to make it through the day, what does he observe as he's carrying out these executions? He, he probably hears... Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He, he may have heard the conversation between Jesus and a, a, the, a criminal on the other cross, but Jesus said, today you will be with me in, in paradise. I'm sure he saw Jesus' love and grace towards those who were persecuting him, and even his mom who, who came up to the cross, Jesus' mom, earthly mom. And we know that Roman soldier felt the earth shake, and saw the sky become dark. We read about this Roman soldier in Matthew uh, 27. And, and, and it says in, in Matthew 27, When the centurion and those with him were guarding Jesus and saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God, he meaning Jesus. 
So here was this Roman soldier just doing his job. Was he ready to meet God himself that day? But even if he wasn't ready, he did. How about for you and me? As we carry out our job, as we go and do our 8 to 5, whatever that may be, are we ready in doing that to encounter the living God, Jesus Christ himself? Who who else was there that that week of uh, leading up to Calvary? There was a man named Joseph. Joseph apparently um, uh, was a wealthy man. Uh, He was part of the religious leaders at the time. He lived on the outskirts of Jerusalem and, and had come into Jerusalem, at least for part of that, that week. And, and, and Joseph apparently was focusing on the stage of life he was in at that time, which was uh, probably the l- latter end of his life, because he was, he was thinking about um, the end of his, his life. Um, Burnett would be excited that Joseph was doing some uh, funeral arrangements uh, burn, um, at, at the end of his, uh, his life. He had prepared a tomb in which he would be buried, and, and, and maybe even in doing that, he had hoped that he would be honored by having such a, a, a tomb. Uh, however, Joseph um, would have different plans. We read about Joseph also in chapter 27 in verse 35. It says, As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. Joseph was focused on the stage of life he was in, getting ready for death. But was he ready for what he encountered, the death of Jesus Christ? Was he ready for the reality that Jesus Christ, who he had followed, would die for his sins? Was Joseph ready for that? But even more so, was Joseph ready for what happened three days later? You think in those three days, Joseph may have been thinking, well, I've got to go and get me a new tomb. I've got to, you know, continue my planning. But then, lo and behold, three days later, he finds out he still has a place when he dies because that tomb was empty and is empty uh, today. Was Joseph ready for the reality that not only Jesus died but that Jesus is alive. Was he ready for that reality? How about you and me? We're going throughout the stages of life, whatever it may be. And, and we know the Easter message, and, and we've heard it many a time, but do, are we going to stop and think about the reality of what we're hearing, of what we know, that Jesus Christ died? Death is something we're all dealing with. Our pastor's family is dealing with it now. It's a reality of here, here on earth. And, and do we face that reality that Jesus Christ came on this earth and died for our sins? For all those that believe can be forgiven of their sins. And then are we ready for the reality, as much as we face death, that death is not the end of it. That if we believe that Jesus' tomb is empty and that our casket will be empty too. Are, are we prepared and are we ready for that reality that we too can live just as Jesus lives today? The question is, were the people in Jerusalem, were they ready for what would happen at the end of the week? And then for us, are we ready for Easter and the reality of what it means? Let us pray. Father, we we thank you for the truth of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is God himself, that he walked this earth because he loves us and cares for us. Lord, we thank you for the reality that Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment 
for our sins. And Lord, we, we thank you for the reality that if we believe, and we're promised this, that if we believe in Jesus Christ and what he's done for us, that we too will be forgiven of our sins and that we will live forever with him. Uh, that death will be, not have a hold of us, but we will live again. That we will be resurrected just as Christ is. Lord, we thank you for this message. And Lord, help us to be ready to celebrate Easter this year. Lord, help us to be ready at all times to celebrate the reality of Easter and Jesus Christ and who he is to us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.